Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And our, our Minnesota Vikings are 7-1. and one. That's exciting yes, stuff. I, I, I am on cloud nine at the moment. Think about it. I don't know why you guys aren't excited. Or, or I'm excited. Faces. With the exception of the Eagles, we are the best team in the NFC. NFL. Well, I guess record-wise, yes. The second best team in the NFL. Record-wise, yes. I I I still haven't seen enough to be like. If whenever whenever the power rankings come out, I don't think I could argue that the Bills and the Chiefs are still uh, behind us. The people will still put the Packers ahead of the Vikings on their power rankings. Is anywhere still doing that? No, no. one is still doing that. Okay. The lowest I saw him last week was like seven. Oh, you mean the highest? Lowest. Vikings. Oh. I think it was about... usually like four or five. Okay. Okay. Well, I remember just not too long ago, maybe when Green Bay was like three and four. Four, definitely under 500. They were still a top 10 team in some power rankings. Yeah. Though now they're three and six. They've lost. They're five a dumpster fire. They just lost to Detroit. Roger two, three picks. Insane Dan Campbell. Um, yeah, Rogers threw three interceptions. But more importantly, our Vikings just keep winning. Despite this probably being a game that Hayes hated. Because it was inconsistent and and ugly, and I haven't dove too deep into the stats, but I mean, arguably, it's probably one of our worst offensive performances of the year, ignoring the the loss to the Eagles. Um, yeah, it was gross. Very, very, very gross. Very gross. Well, let's start with. Uh, I updated the spreadsheet for our predictions and the standings. Um, And now that we finally have a cleaner aspect of how the scoring works, it makes a little bit more sense. All right. Um, And I beat Hayes this week, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good of, uh, did you beat me? Nope, I did not. Andrew, you had an insane. I will say, Andrew, you had obviously the most points and the best out of all of us. However, Hayes, you are the first time this year you are spot on on someone's yardage. Oh, yeah. So, um, clearly I- didn't help me, but Kirk Cousins threw for 265 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Andrew received the most points because he guessed Kirk would throw for 268. Mm. Andrew was only three yards off and he was spot on with touchdowns. So Andrew got a total of 13 points because he was within 10 yards of, of the passing uh, number and he was spot on with touchdowns. I guessed Kirk would throw for 303 and two touchdowns. 
So I received five points for being spot on with touchdowns. And I received two points for being within 40 yards of Kirk's passing touchdowns. Big bad Hayes lost two points because he predicted Kirk was going to throw 320 yards being 55 yards off. And if you are 50 yards or more off from your prediction, you lose two points. Oof. Big oof. Eh, I don't care. So again, break it down. Andrew, you got 13 points for being right on with touchdowns and only being three yards off. I received seven. Hayes lost two. Dalvin Cook had 47 rushing yards, no rushing touchdowns. He obviously did. He was pathetic. The game-winning or game-tying. Game 2.8 um, yards per carry. Receiving touchdown. But no, but we're obviously not doing that. So nobody got points because we all predicted he'd score a rushing touchdown, which he didn't. I got zero points because I was 45 yards off of my prediction of 92. Andrew, you predicted 77 yards. So you were only 30 off. So you got four points. And Big Bad Hayes lost another two points because he predicted Delvin to rush for 114 yards being 67 yards off and having negative two points again. Yikes. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to get a 2.8 yards per carry, which is absolutely pathetic performance. He's back to his uh, normal self of being absolutely atrocious in the run game. So, so never betting on him again. Fine. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll pop off next week against Buffalo. Actually, yeah, I don't think sure. Buffalo probably has a good run defense. So they do. They've good everything. Um, Justin Jefferson, 115 receiving yards. He finally got in the end zone. Uh, he finally got a catching touchdown for the first time since week one. His 20th in his young career, tying him with what? Um, I don't care. Tying him with what? Early, uh, within the last 10 years, Vikings receiver. So you guys Percy know Arvin. Andrew, who's your guess? Percy Arvin. Correct. Thank you. Good guess, Hayes. Oh, but okay. receiving touchdown number 20, third on the year. Um, I predicted him to have 133 receiving yards. Uh, so I was 18 yards off, which gave me six points. And then I said one touchdown, which gave me an additional five, putting me at 13. Andrew, you were 16 yards off. You guessed 80. I'm sorry. You were oh, three yards off. No, yep. I was looking ahead. Andrew, you had, again, great prediction. You guessed him 118 yards and a touchdown. He had 115 and a touchdown. That wow. gave you 13 points. Hayes, you were only 30 yards off, so you did get four points here. So you are now batting. You have zero points. So good job. You're getting there. Why don't we waste the whole episode talking about points? Hayes, you'll like this one. I I already know. Yep, I predicted Thielen correctly. Adam Thielen had 67 receiving yards. And Hayes, you predicted 67 receiving yards on the dot. Maybe you couldn't find the end zone. First time this year that someone has done that. So nicely done. That's awesome, buddy. 
Um, Andrew, now you got, yeah, that's right. You did not get any points because you thought he'd get a touchdown. He didn't. Um, let's move on to KJ Osborne. Did he have a catch? Today? Was he, was he, nope. was he here? Was he, nope. was he, did he stay back in Minnesota? I don't, I, I don't remember hearing from him at all today. He was terrible. He was, I don't think, I don't even know if he was targeted. Yeah. Cause he had he a was. couple drops. He I feel like. Drop. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, KJ, no catches, no yards. So, Hayes, you actually were the closest. You got the most because you predicted 20. <laughs> I care so little about KJ. I didn't even write down his prediction. Uh, and it, it's, it benefited you because you were – because we all – no one thought he was good in the end zone, so we, got, we all got five points there. Hayes, <laughs> um, you got six points for only being 20 off. I got zero points because I was 45 off. And Andrew, you got negative two because you thought he'd get fifty-three receiving yards, and he had zero. He's you're sitting at like a point. How's the negatives tasting? Andrew still destroyed us. His uh, Vikes won twenty to seventeen. We all predicted that, so we got five points. No one. I am now. I'm. I made no on predictions, so just letting you guys know. So whatever happens, this is a big week. This is a big week. See so what? I have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, he's talking what, what, about what, what, how he's still not wrong on predictions of who wins okay. games. That's right. He betted against our team, so I feel fine about my, about me losing to the Eagles. I believed in my team, so. Yeah, why don't you predict him to go 17-0 and every year? Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Hayes. Um, <laughs> Hayes, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, no one got any points for Greg the leg because he was actually per- crap. He was he was perfect for the first time since I believe week two against the Eagles. Good for Greg. Yippee. Good for Greg indeed. Technically, the game-winning field goal. I know what was it like a thirty twenty-eight. It wasn't even thirty. Okay, well. He made it. Congrats uh, on making Hayes. a kick that's less than an extra point. Hayes, you got three points because you got the leading tackler correct. Jordan Hicks was our leading tackler with 12. Okay. Nice, Hayes. You got three points there. You shut You it. got the number right, so you got a point. Oh. You predicted 12 tackles. I got negative one because I had nobody correct. And finally, sack leader. We all picked Zadarius Smith. He should have had one. Uh, he did not have any because of the taken back stupid face mask call. Um, it was Daniil with two. Um, nobody got any points for that. And the week nine scores, Andrew led with 49. I had 41. Hayes had 28. Oh. So on the season, Andrew still leads uh with 230 i have we skipping the cardinals oh i guess i didn't break down specifically what all the points were yeah i was skipping it but i added to the total oh okay is andrew beat us again but it was closer it was like 31 27 25 but let's talk about the actual game i i can see how sometimes 
the stat breakdown could be annoying. But I like we finally have a, a concrete system, so it's cleaner. Makes it a lot easier on the brain. Um, sure. The highlights being Andrew was only three yards off from Kirk and JJ. Hayes, you were spot on with Thielen. That's impressive. Um, it's great. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about this hideous game where it saw 11 punts. Uh, no, I think, I think Ryan Wright had six. Six plus five is 11. 11 punts in the game. Oh. It was terrible. Uh, it was a punt fest in the, in the first half. Dalvin Cook, 2.8 yards per carry. Horrible. Only thing the Vikings did right all day was hold the ball pretty much for the last seven minutes, uh, which was very, very good. Uh, Kirk was taking hits because Ed Ingram must be blind because he couldn't block a dead – he couldn't block roadkill if you threw him on a highway. He was horrible. I cannot wait for the PFF grade to come out because, it, it, again, it will be in the negatives. He is horrible. The worst offensive lineman I have ever seen in my okay. life was the combination of Ed Ingram and Ezra Cleveland at guard. It was – they were getting bulldozed constantly. Jonathan Allen was having the game of his life. The refs were pretty much just the Washington Commanders' offense was the NFL refs. It was horrible. Somehow they squeaked out a win. They'll be seven and one. And I said, if the Vikings win convincingly this week against the Commanders, I will have faith and I'll put my money on them and I'll and I'll say that they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills next week. I cannot do that after today because it was such a disgusting game. But at least they won. That's all I can say. But Buffalo lost. It doesn't really change much. Really? They were on the road. So were we. We won on the road, 20 to 17. Buffalo lost on the road, 2017. I, I, I can't, I cannot, I cannot trust. There's no consistency whatsoever on offense. Uh, None. No, there is, there is if one. If you say it again, I'm literally going to punch a wall. Uh, one consistency that we do on. Oh, here's one consistency: Ed Ingram is consistently garbage. That's a consistency. He's consistently trash. He did uh, officially. I mean, I'd say it two cut. weeks ago it was official as well. But he did. He is undoubtedly the 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 biggest liability on that field. Uh, on on the offensive Kirk. front. Um, seeing Kirk have to sit out a play because Ed Ingram got his arse handed to him is very concerning you know something funny what um nick mullins finished with a higher passer rating than taylor heineke <laughs> just because he was like one for one or yeah That's but... that was so funny i think it's more just ironic <laughs> i got your point bub i didn't Hayes, I agree. It was, it was, let's, let's, okay. Let's get it all out now. Let's get the negatives out now and then we can focus on the positives. So yeah. Focus. There's one positive instead they won. That's it. Positive. The, focus on the one positive. No. Again, I think Kirk played well. No. And TJ Hawkinson. Yes. Hawkinson. Hawkinson played very well. The fact that he, he was actually a contributing contributing player 
less than a week um, from being signed and learning our offense, which apparently sounds like it's incredibly complicated. Uh, and that he like made again, it I means 70 receiving yards, almost double digit catches, uh, a few third down conversions. Um, he was super, he played a huge role, I think, in winning this game. Yeah, nine receptions for 70 yards is pretty good, huh? So that's pretty good. It is, you put up good numbers, yeah, very impressive numbers. Um, that's the most, uh, yeah, since 2018. Most what receptions, receiving yards, I think. Yards. It was. Well, I mean, I would guess probably receptions too. But yeah, I saw the I saw the stat as well. The highest receiving yard since 2018. So bye bye, Irv. You can go, you know, twist your ankle another day. On air. Get out yeah. of here. We don't want you. He probably gets, you know, hurts his back sleeping in his bed. Good. We can say goodbye to him and then we can finally retire the GOATS number and never have a nobody wear it again. So um I would say overall the defense played well. Agreed. I think our run defense was not as good as it has been in past weeks. But, I mean, you take away that play by the refs and Taylor Heineke barely does anything through the air. Because what was that? That was like a 55-yard touchdown or something like that. Oh, yeah, get rid of 55 yards right there. Um... That should be offensive pass interference. A ref gave them that touchdown right there. Yeah. The refs were literally killing they were, us. They were terrible. Worst officiating crew I've ever seen. At least, yeah, at least they made the good calls down the stretch. Yeah, the, the third down pass interference on, on JJ, that was that would have been a pick. That was an yeah. obvious call. Uh, obvious. And the what was the other one? Oh yeah, right before Oh, that really helped. The field yeah, goal. The yeah. field goal was that was that was a good call. Yeah, no, it's I I always hate because I think it's such like a cheap way out to like blame the refs. Blame refs. Agreed. Yes. Um, but I mean, there's no doubt they made like there were two. That. I mean, the the literally tackling Cameron Bynum on the pass play. That's something that needs to go back, and you have to figure out how to because I mean. You obviously you can't give Bynum the pick there. You can't say like, yeah, he would have caught that ball. But I think what you do in that situation is just redo that play. Honestly. Um, and that's maybe like a call from New York that makes that decision. He ran full speed into him. I know. Head down, he's looking right. Yeah, I saw I saw it too. It's like it's not that again, it's not that he was in the way and um Bynum ran into him. No. It was literally he like tackled him. As the yeah, it was like he. It was bad. It was terrible. Sixty-five-year-old guys who are just bumming around out there. Get them out of there. They can't. They can't even move their bodies. They're so old. They're out there throwing flags on stuff they don't even know how to throw flags on. There should be an age limit to being an NFL ref. That's what uh, screwing games. That's what someone was saying on – I was listening to K-Fan on the, on the way home, and they say that they should cap the referee age at 40. For real. 
Did if you're you o- if you're over the age of forty, you should no longer you like you are unable to be, or you have to make like a physical, <laughs> like meet a physical requirement. Exactly. Um. Yeah, that that play, and then I also think the, I think it was a third and long play in which Darius Smith got the sack, and it came back because apparently it was uh face. It was Taylor Heineke, which I. That's the other one. I think the other third down that they gave a first down to the pass interference on Sullivan could have gone either way, to be honest. The two that stood out was, yeah, tackling Bynum on the 55-yard touchdown reception and the taking away Zadarius Smith's sack because that was just no, 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 no. And then I guess the other third one that comes up was the very obvious horse collar tackle on Jefferson that they omitted. They picked up the flag. They yeah, they it threw it. They threw it first and then changed their mind. The refs were doing everything in their power to screw the Vikings over. If they would have lost that game, it would have been entirely on, on the refs. Um, it shows they're a good team when they're able to win games like this. When you ha- When you're literally playing against two teams, there were 18 guys on defense when Kirk was on offense uh, because you had the refs out there throwing flags at everything. You were 18 on 11 when it was offense versus defense. It was credit credit O'Connell for being able to coach his way out of that garbage. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be curious what that last drive How flags were there? looked like penalties five we only had five for 42 that's surprising out of expected 15 flags honestly that penalty was huge the unnecessary unnecessary roughness one yeah because otherwise you're giving them the ball back with only a three score lead i know they had no timeouts but or no they they still had a timeout there's a minute 50 with them having a timeout and they all they need was a field goal to tie touchdown they'd they'd win so that penalty is huge yeah so i don't know it is what it is let's again let's get rid of the negatives Hayes. what were other things that were an issue just keep throwing them out here yeah, let's get him. Beside uh, the offensive line being horrible. Um, offensively, there wasn't much. Cook, obviously, 2.8 yards per carry is so bad. It may, I, I, I hope broke I don't down, see another game that bad. Mm-hmm. I broke down what our first down play calling was. Because oh. I, I was I, curious how frequent we were running the ball. Um. Is it as bad as I'm going to be expecting? Uh, no, but it's, I mean, there's, you know, there's some asterisks. So 13 of the 26 times that we had the ball on first down, we ran it. So that's 50%, 50% of the time. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't know. I'm shocked. Not great. However, three of those first downs came with 30 seconds left in the first half. You know, obviously obviously you're not going to run it then. So now you're looking at 13 of 23 where they ran it. Another three first down call or play calls where it was 
either for zero yards or negative yardage on a screen dump off. So now essentially you're looking at negative yards or a run, or I'm sorry, a designed screen or a run 16 of 23 times. And that I would say is slightly concerning. Yeah, the, the play calling was not anything to be excited about, especially on first down. It just felt like the same thing every single time. A lot of good play calls on third down, which is the most important down. Yeah. <laughs> like we had a bunch of conversions, especially on those last couple of drives. But I'd say those the ones we had on third down would have been really, really good to run on first down. Especially that one to the to Thielen that picked up about eight. Uh, that ended up leading to the Joseph field goal. That would have been a great play to run on first down. I remember the Hawkinson one where he was about two yards short of the first down. Another one that would have been great to run on first down and not third 11. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I would like to see a little bit more in terms of of mixing it up some. Um, it, it, it'd be nice to not have to c- consistently play from behind and feel like we have to... I mean, that opening drive gave impression that we'd be putting up 30-plus points and winning by two scores with just how – the first opening drive on both sides. Mm-hmm. Vikings go down and score on almost 10 plays, 80-plus yards, take up five and a half minutes. Defense goes out there uh, and comes right back off with like two and a half minutes. So you have complete control within the first – half of the first quarter so the first seven minutes of the first quarter you have complete control and then you go punt 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 pick to finish the, yep. the half yep. so, uh, and the last yeah last slight negative would be i i would agree that with the scripted offense that we're running on that first drive the first look is to jefferson almost every mm-hmm. single pass call pass play what i noticed watching throughout the game obviously you don't want to like force people force kirk to throw to jefferson but he's not even looking as jeff jefferson's not even the first option and i think that's weird yeah there are times it where he was just waiting for you know the pocket to cook. collapse so he could dump it off to cook um there's the weird play where munt and hawkinson were right next to one another where that apparently was the first look um there were a few times oh, where again, screens to KJ Osborne was the first look so uh, my point being is I think it'd be nice to incorporate that first series scripted play where obviously Jefferson is the first look majority of the time throughout the game um because the times where Kirk throws it up to Jefferson to make a play he's making that play yeah yeah so, I totally agree no, I'd agree as well. Even because I mean, even when like there was a play, but even when you just like throw a little like five yard pass to Jefferson, he'll get ten yards out of it. So I mean, and contested catches as well. He's winning like eighty percent of those. Yeah, it's just getting him the ball makes it so much easier. No, I agree. So negatives aside, again defensively i thought we looked really good we had uh three or four sacks on the day i think it was three i know it's taylor heineke but 
Less than 150 passing yards. Um, a pick. A pick. Big pick. I think Big I, pick. I truly do. I, I could be wrong, but I think now we have a turnover, at least one turnover every game this season. That sounds correct. That sounds right. Harrison, Harrison, Harry the Hitman gets interception number four. That might be like a season career high for him. Which, I mean, that's pretty cool considering that a lot of the time when people talk about him, they talk about his age and how he's slowing down, blah, 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 blah. Harrison um, Smith is tied for second with interceptions. Love it. And I guess I am wrong. He's had three yeah. years where he's had five picks. So, but we still have the pace for eight. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Um, and again, we, at one point, I think even in the fourth quarter, maybe at the end of the third, I don't remember when we got the field goal. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. We were down by two scores entering the fourth quarter, and we won that football game on the road against another team that had won three straight. And that has a really good defense. Being able to put yeah. 13 in the fourth. Like, again, was I super unhappy for a lot of the second and third quarter? Yes, 100%. Um, but the fact that they're consistently... I know, Hayes, you're going to hate me when I say it, but the fact that they're consistently winning says a lot. This is a team that will not quit. No matter being down by one score or two scores, like they're finding ways to win the game. Yeah. And that's huge. That's that how you win games. Huge. Huh? I said that's how you win games. Yeah. Finding ways to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I would Win agree. Games by winning. Obviously, a frustrating game, but still won. And Hayes, I I agree. I mean, I'll be curious. I'll have to really think. Um, I'm going the route of maybe if I predict them to lose against Buffalo, it'll be a win-win. Because yeah, that one's gonna be on. tough. That's gonna take some thinking. Fine by me. Well, I'm okay with. I'm okay. Josh with Allen's. Me. He's banged up. Got an elbow thing. Is he going to play? He is a bit questionable. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't know he was banged up. Elbow thing or something. Hmm. Yeah. But Kirk also needs some rest because he got killed. Like, doesn't it just feel so much better? Like, imagine if we did lose that game. How awful. Oh, yeah. Also. Go ahead. Like, next week seems like, I mean, obviously, one of the better teams in the league. So, being 7-1 and one versus 6-2, and two, and then possibly being 6-3 and three versus 7-2, and two. Mm-hmm. especially with these next three games being the hardest probably in the whole stretch of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Because you're looking at – you got Buffalo and then Dallas – and then the Patriots. And then is it the Jets? I believe it's... I think it's then the Lions, Jets. Yeah. Lions, Lions Jets. Jets, nope. Colts, Colts, Giants. Nope. No, it's, it's not. Jets, Lions, Colts? Jets, Lions, Colts. Yeah, I guess we do go three straight at home. That makes sense. So, 
Yeah, like I said, if we can, I of course, I'd like to sweep. I'd like to go two out of the three. But winning today, again, being seven and one, if you win one of the next three, I will be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. That puts you at eight and three with a new chance of being ten game against the Jets. I know the Jets are winning. They just beat the Bills. But we got noon home Kirk. That's a dub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to Detroit, which again, at that point, hopefully should be just easy peasy. Colts. Uh, Colts look horrible. They look so bad. I just am shocked at how wrong. I thought they were going to be good. Same. You get your new quarterback, Matty Ice. Jonathan Taylor is appears to be super hot. I thought Pittman was going to kind of pop off. Um, and that whole team just looks horrendous. Yeah. And then you got the Giants, which might be tough. Well, again, it's at home. Five to six home. at home. And then at Green Bay, which, I mean, I'm sorry, they look horrible. Yeah, they look really bad. Like, shocking. Yeah. Like, it's this is not the Aaron Rodgers that people fear. <laughs> Seven picks this year. Yeah. And then on the road with Chicago, which hopefully will be a meaningless game. You can just bench sure. your starters. Yeah. Eh, maybe not, because you might be competing for the bye or whatever, but who knows? Yeah. And if you have the bye locked up, play your starters, because two weeks off in a row. Philly, is never... Yeah, who does Philly? Because Philly, I know, has just – They got a, a cakewalk schedule to 11 and right. at least. I remember you and I looked at it. They play they they play Washington next week on Monday night, which should be a win for Philly. So that puts them nine and zero. Are they at home? Yeah, yeah. So Philly should be nine and zero. Then they play the Colts ten and zero. Then they play Green Bay eleven and zero. Tennessee might be tough. Yeah, New York might be tough. Yeah, and then Dallas I go. And then they're yeah, I guess that last week could be could be a big deal. Like say they lose yeah, yeah. Titans or something. They'll be curious. They'll be super curious and fun to talk about. But yeah, you could have like 14 and 2 versus 13. 14 and 2, 14 and okay. Just we'll set on that. Yeah, 14 and 2. There's 17 games. This is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And our Vikes are seven and one, baby. Skull, skull, skull.